Welcome to the Excellent Exo Chat with Bill and Nora. Our podcast is meant to educate, inform, and discuss the ever-expanding topic of exotechnologies. If you are interested in exoskeletons, robots, or automated systems, you should listen to us. We will be discussing how these technologies impact you through chats with experts and users from around the world. Hey, Nora, how's it going? Good, Bill. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm looking forward to our topic of the day. So what have you got for us? All right. So I'm going to hit you with some tough ones, right? Because I I was thinking about this the other day. I had a, um, a, a mentor from my old company that I worked with that reached out to me and wanted to know how things were going and whether or not like I wanted to go out and like catch up and um, really great individual. He was a really good friend. And like I said, still really good mentor for me. And, you know, when, when people from your old company or old work reach out to you, you always start kind of reminiscing about the old work that you used to do and the product. Right. So I'm, I'm, Laying in bed last night because I couldn't sleep and I'm thinking about one of the older projects that I used to have and and laughing to myself. And it really got me thinking about exos in the construction field. Now, as you know, I was not construction per se. I I was out on work sites. I was, you know, doing soil sampling and working amongst drillers and, and demolition. But I was remembering a project that I had that was on the bay in New Jersey. Can't give any more information other than that. And mm-hmm. it was February. Ugh. And it was freezing. Right. And we were installing monitoring wells. Right. And I could remember that that day with the wind chill, it felt like two degrees. Right. So, so I dressed accordingly, right? Now, for me, accordingly, I hate to be cold. So I had on spandex, leggings, a pair of sweatpants, a pair of my father's Carhartt pants. Oh, Lord. An Under Armour shirt, a long sleeve shirt, a sweatshirt, and a goose down feather jacket. Of course. And it really got me thinking, right? Right. Because, you know, we're, we're talking about exos for construction right but in that situation i can i can tell you there was no way i was getting an exo on with all of those layers right so it 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 really made me start thinking about how do exos hold up in extreme not extreme environments but extreme environments extreme Extreme environments right it's it's raining out it's really hot out um you know, so I I know that a lot of the the testing and and um you know the trainings that we're doing on exos we're we're kind of doing them in I would say climate controlled environments for the most part exactly um so I kind of I really wanted to talk to you about this because nope, I was really curious about, nope, that's about a, that's this. A, that's a really good topic. So uh, a similar situation is so I I worked in the the biodetection field and. Went through a course uh, about how to do proper sampling for unknown biological agents. Okay. And so, you know, you're wearing uh, something like a bunny suit. And and the big thing (laughs) here is not just the bunny suit and all the other stuff you may have Mm -hmm. on. It's your hands. So, in order to do the the sampling protocol the correct way, I had on... 
think I think it was six gloves, six. Okay. Uh, I'll yeah. say latex nitrile gloves yeah. on each hand. And so a- after I did each maneuver, right. a pair would come off, right? Mm-hmm. So right. that I always had clean gloves. And, clean gloves. And gotcha. I had I always had at least two layers of protection. So if something got punctured, mm. there was still like, you know, another Back layer be- right. beyond that, right? Right. So yeah. no ability to really feel. So my perception <laughs> is way down. And and what I'm saying is this is very similar to the multiple layers for very cold or Mm -hmm. other types of extreme environments. Like your your level of perception now is different. Now, let's go to the other thing. Some some exoskeletons do perception themselves, especially all the, I'll say, powered active ones. They have some level of perception so they can sense when you're going to move so that they can assist you, right? Gotcha. Right. What if that gets damp because of the layers of clothing you're wearing, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And these were all of the things that I was kind of thinking about last night is like, you know, the extreme situations. I re- Again, I remember I was out on a work site. It was the middle of August and we were doing grid soil testing. Mm-hmm. And I we started at 6 a.m. in the morning. And I could tell you by there was no shade. On this site. Right. The only shade on this site was given off by the trailers on tractor trailers. (laughs) And I can remember that during lunchtime, the driller and myself and the rest of the crew sat pretty much under the tractor trailer. Right. To get shade. And I, I mean, at that point, I remember like we had to wear jeans. We had steel toed boots on, you know, our safety vests, um, you know, short, short sleeve shirt. But the thought of having extra equipment or an extra something on me. Right. I, I mean, I that that is just and like I'm saying, like, you know, if it's a tool that, you know, is going to work and it's going to help you, you're 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 more inclined to use it. Right. Um, but I mean, how many times do you see people using a jackhammer and, you know, they have the, the ear safety just hanging, hanging, right? Of course, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. So it really made me start thinking about these extreme conditions because, uh, you know, when you're running through and you're trust these testing these exos, you're typically in a testing facility or you're in a mock facility where it, it's kind of like a mock environment, right? Um, and you know, they're typically they're air conditioned or they're heated or, you know, the elements are a little different than from being outside. Now, I know it's different with our with our army friends, right? Sure. Um, you but know, very, we but, know that they've used them. But very similar, though, they have the exact same issues. So you have your your standard kind of BDU type uniform or your dress uniform. Mm-hmm. And then then you might have your battle dress or you might have your. Yeah. Uh, you know, expeditionary slash, you know, 72 hour kind of we're on a mission kind of dress, which is, right. you know, you got your full rucksack, you got your load carriage, yeah. you got your weapons, your food, your gear, all those kind of fun things. Great. Right. Mm-hmm. And now you want me to wear an exoskeleton. <laughs> okay. Right. Right. And, and I, right. I'm hoping the hell this thing is going to actually help me. Manage right. all the rest of this stuff, and, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So that's kind of like 
what I was saying. And again, I, I'm not trying to poke holes in anything. Like no, I, I think exoskeletons not. and exotechnologies are definitely the way of the future. Um, I'm just trying to think of it from like our viewers and our listeners, right? Are probably right. individuals that actually work in the field. <laughs> um, you know, they don't they don't sit in their offices like you and I do and just have these like conversations. They're actually out there and they're doing it, right? right. And I'm sure some people are like well, it's easy for you to say, right? Because you're not out in 100 degree plus weather. And so that's kind of why I was I was thinking about this, because I, I can tell you if it had come to the difference between me wearing an EXO and me wearing a ridiculous amount of layers in two degree weather. You got to You got to protect yourself first. Right. 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 But, you know, this is this is not just a. You know, we're we're somewhat looking at this with the perspective of the current exos that we know. That yeah. doesn't mean that, you know, a new exo or a current one could take these design conditions because that's really what mm -hmm. this is. These are design conditions right. and make something that's completely appropriate for that because the technology has that potential, right? Right. Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, yeah. you would you would say, you know, you've been obviously on construction sites and, and seen this. There are certain tools that are made for extreme mm -hmm. conditions that oh, you yeah. wouldn't use in a normal air conditioned kind of HVAC control kind of thing. You wouldn't need Very it would be true. overkill. Right. Very true. Yeah. And actually, it was kind of funny, right? Because I, I then started thinking about one of my other previous co-workers who I mean, he was great. He was amazing. And he used to always laugh about how cold I got. So right. uh, it just so happened that during Christmas that year, he had gotten me for Secret Santa and he thought it would be hysterical to get me a battery operated heated vest. Right. Good idea. Which was like the best thing in the world right. when I had to go into confined space areas or I had to get into smaller areas or I was going to be standing out in the cold kind of just overseeing for eight hours. Right. Um, so, you know, I, I agree. I think I think as we move further with these with these exos and, and the technology like maybe there is going to be a heating portion or a cooling portion. Cooling portion, right. Heat stress is a huge issue. Right. It is. Heat stress is a huge issue. And I know like when we were putting together our health and safety plans or our job safety analysis and having our toolbox talks, we were always talking about like one of the questions was, what was the temperature out? Right. Like, is there any situation that you have to worry about heat stress or cold stress? Right. Or are there any storms in the area? Right. Like if you're working on if you're working on a site or you're working in a trailer and there's metal on it. Yeah. Like, is there a potential for lightning strikes? You exactly. Know, things, things of that nature that you really have to think about in certain conditions. So I, I was kind of laughing last night thinking about these ideas and just, you know, was like, wow, we never we never really actually talked about. Well, and it, and it also gets to a one of the, the conversations that always comes up, and that is this idea of. An exoskeleton as a separate device versus an integrated device, you uh, know, yes. because there's there's certain, I'll say, personal protective equipment, PPE, where it may make sense to actually integrate it in versus it being separate. You know, it may right. it may uh, meet requirements and actually help more as an integrated thing versus a separate and somewhere separate's completely fine. 
But that's one of the, the things you have to look at. And obviously, you have to look at mm-hmm. where is it going to be used? What kind of extreme conditions? Like, right. you know, our, our friends in the bomb squad. So when they have to put on the bomb suit and actually yep. walk down range, they're, they're just drenched. You know, probably mm-hmm. within five to ten steps, they're drenched because this thing is a sweat machine. So unless they're yeah. out there on the Jersey Shore and it's two degrees where they might be comfortable now. But otherwise, they're probably drenched because they're so hot. Yeah. Right. And so the heat stress issue is going to be like one of the things like, it's okay. <clears throat> so. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No. So I'm, you know, I'm, re- I'm really excited to see, you know, in the future, how, how exos evolve. Um, because I think, you know, we're at the point now where we're, we're really starting about, are they intrinsically safe? Right. Like, are they, you know, can, are they in five years, are we going to be able to say that they really did make a positive impact? Right. And, you know, right now, from what I what I have seen from non-technical, I think they are going to have a positive impact. Yeah. Um, but the evolution over the coming years and, and how they are changed and modified to be more precise in the work field and different areas of expertise. I'm, I'm really excited to see like what comes out. Right. And, and, you know, some of this is also people understanding that exos are fit for a purpose, but they're, they're probably not fit for every purpose. Right. You know, it's like you, you don't use a hammer to dig a garden and, and you, and you shouldn't, you shouldn't use certain exos there for upper body stuff to perhaps do a uh, lifting from the ground type task. You know, it's like, yeah, you, you, you don't mix things up and think, oh, it's going to be great for everything. Uh, that's right. kind of where we are. You know, our exos designed for these extreme environments and for certain things? No, not yet. I mean, it's... It, we're still in in the phase of figuring out mm-hmm. where they can best be applied. Do they help? Yes, when they when they they match up with what they were designed to do. Yeah. Yes, all the evidence is sort of showing that they they do assist and they do help and they do make uh, people I'll say safer and you know they're more uh, you know not as hurt and injured at the end of the day you know they're not right. as tired out or fatigued is probably a better way to say it so I, I think in the right situations they're doing like amazing things but when we start looking and applying them outside of what we we know right now sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't so yeah. and and that's yeah, gonna think- be how it's gonna go with this extreme environment type thing too Absolutely. Yeah. And the thing that I always come back to is that, you know, regardless of where we go or where the industry goes with exos, there's a very solid foundation. Yeah. And that is key. Yeah. And, um, and that's one of the things we're really trying to work on. It's like one of the, the struggles and, and me and you and others talk about this all the time is figuring out what's the right way to measure exos so we can show people and people can understand what they can do best. Right. You know, there are a lot of different ways currently to measure them. Uh, one can argue some of those measures are not relevant to, to certain people. And so they don't mean anything. You know, is there a way to come up with something like, 
an augmentation factor or a comfort factor or something where people can like, oh, yeah, this is this will work out for me in this space. You know, that's that's where we are. We're we're trying to do that right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I agree. And I I think the future for exos is is endless, really, you know, yeah. so yeah, so thanks for thanks for answering my crazy questions today. And <laughs> well, I think I think we should talk some more about PPE and and working in different uh, environments in the future. I think that's an interesting conversation, even outside of EXOS. So that's, yeah. that's something to put on the docket, maybe. Absolutely, I agree. Sounds good, Bill. All right, you take care. Thank you for listening to us today. Please share this podcast with your friends and join us next time.